Welcome to another episode of Black in Therapy. Black in Therapy is a podcast where we discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Black in Therapy. You can also reach out to us at blackintherapy at gmail.com to provide feedback, give us show suggestions, and just say hey. Or you can follow us at blackintherapy.com to sign up for our mailing list. Okay, so it's a season two, season premiere, and I'm just going to dive right into it. So if you clicked on this link and you see the title of the show is My Daddy Died and I'm Not Upset About It, then you're probably curious. So there hasn't been a lot of shows going on. I'm actually nervous and kind of... um, shaking talking about this but um I've been on hiatus for the show because of a number of things and in my bonus show I talked about some of the things that I have going on um but one of the biggest things that happened this summer was my father passed away um and I don't listen to a lot of my other episodes just because I don't like to dwell in the past I also don't like listening to myself I'm like one of those weird people who produce things and just don't like hearing I'm super extra critical of myself and if I hear something I'm inevitably inevitably see just like that I'm going to hear something that I'm not gonna like so I don't really listen to a lot of my old shows but um I'm fairly certain that I've talked about my dad and my issues with my father enough on this show. And um, so on the day before Father's Day, to get the phone call that my father passed away, it was strange. Now, I love my dad. My dad loved me. You know, we've had issues growing. I've had issues with him. And we've had issues growing up. But he's always been a constant in my life. And for better or for worse. So to have that final, final was just, I don't know, it kind of just knocked the wind out of me. First of all, I was like preparing for an event that I had that day. And um, I was super excited about being able to, you know, teach self-love um, skills to a room full of women. And um, this just kind of blew a hole in my day. And it, maybe it's selfish that I, mean, I even thought about it, like blowing a hole in my day, but that's just like how I felt. Then I was kind of upset because I'm like, yo, it's Father's Day. Like, of course he would die on Father's Day because now he has a holiday and I could always have to think about him every Father's Day. Um, And then I thought about how painful it is for my other siblings who didn't have the kind of relationship that I had with him. And for them, knowing that he's gone on Father's Day and he never really made a true effort or he didn't even know how to be a father to them um, was really sad. So I... you know, notified all of the people that I had to notify, other kids, um, my stepmom, and 
uh, went to his home to gather his paperwork and to gather his things. And it was pretty hard. I mean, in the in the end, he and I kind of weren't really, I won't say we weren't, we weren't on speaking terms because that's not true. Just my father was special. <laughs> like the short bus. No, that's not true. My father was a special person. Um, and my tolerance had to be real high to deal with him. You know, you deal with people with mental health issues on a daily basis and you get paid for it. You kind of limit your circle and the people that you deal with in your, your daily life. And then when you start to get healthy, you start to limit yourself to the people and the places and the things that trigger your old habits and your old unhealthy ways. So I would speak to my dad when I was strong enough to deal with his energy. And the last time we spoke, um, I called him because I was in like in a super good mood and he was in a really bad mood. And I was like, nope, not going to do this today. And I hung up. Um, so I don't feel sad that I hung up on him or I think he may have hung up on me. I don't even remember. But um, I do regret not calling him again in that space of time. I do regret not um us possibly not having a pleasant experience. And this is me like looking back in retrospect. Um so I called my siblings and I'm like telling them he's dead and everybody knew that I was kind of a little bit of a daddy's girl and I was kind of a little bit, or well, this was the impression that everybody had of me, that I was a daddy's girl and I was his favorite and I um, was going to probably take it the hardest. And I'm pretty sure that's why some of my siblings who didn't have the relationship that I had with him or assume that I had a relationship different from the one that I did have with him, didn't reach out to me. Um, I don't know if it was in an effort to like hurt me or just they were dealing with their own pain, but I, I, I had kind of had this therapist hat on and I was like, well, you know, everybody deals with pain in their own way and oh, everybody deals with, um, you know, grieving in their own time. And I was, like, trying to hold space for everybody else. Like, I was, like, the family therapist, and I didn't give myself a chance to grieve. So I feel like I cried about it maybe in the first 15 minutes. And I, like, cried about it when I told people that he was gone. But I wasn't upset. So when everyone was asking... Oh, are you upset? How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. I think I may have even gone out that night, or I think I'm no, I didn't go out that night. I think I'm, but like, I had like a regular weekend. Like, I, you know, go out and spend time with friends and did did those things that weekend. And I think it probably was strange for other people to see me being normal. Um, following the death of my father. And I don't, I feel like I went out somewhere on Father's Day. Yeah, I went to my best friend's house who, because he lost his father on Father's Day. 
um, maybe two years ago. And so for us to be so close and then lose our dads, you know, days apart, um, I went over there just to kind of spend time with his mom. And she was, you know, consoling me and whatnot. And I'm the oldest and I'm the responsible one, I'll say. And I was his favorite. So there was an expectation that I would handle everything, which I did. And so um, I had to give myself permission to not give a shit about anybody else's feelings. Um, and my, my older sister helped me keep things in perspective for my younger sister. And, you know, because I always wanted to get everything done over as quickly as possible, especially since I was paying for it. I just wanted it, like, all over with. And I was having a lot of issues with my family where people were like, everybody had an opinion and nobody didn't have a dollar or nobody didn't have a dime. And, you know, my boundary stuff and my thing is if you don't have a dime in my dollar, shut up, shut up, put on a suit. I'll tell you where to show up and, and you be. And so that kind of was where I was with it before my younger sister and my two youngest sisters um, it was really, really hard for me to um, navigate because for one of them, I had been looking for her for years and like I, I knew of her, but I couldn't find her. And um, for my other sister, it was it was difficult Um I just, I was really thinking of myself and I really just wanted to get it over with and she like had to work and she wanted to kind of go to planning with me and my older sister was like girl give this girl what she needs if she needs to go with you just go ahead and um so I did that but the I'm okay part it felt strange because people had an expectation of how they expected me to feel about him being being dead. And I'm a God-fearing woman, and I'm very spiritual. And so how I felt about my father passing away was not sad. I felt that... He had, in terms of my relationship with him, he had given me everything that he possibly could have that he had in this life. I knew that he loved me. I knew that he cared about me. I knew that he was there for me. Um, and these are things that I had to reconcile with for many years because many, many years I didn't know that. Anybody out there listening who has an inconsistent father who was absent um, emotionally and physically, you understand what I'm talking about. But through the years, because of my personality and because of my self-work, and not self-worth, my self-work, me going to therapy, me, you know, investing in myself spiritually, me investing in myself um, mentally, I was able to understand the trauma that my father had gone through in his life. And I was able to understand how that manifested itself in his mental disorders and in his 
psychological makeup and in his behaviors and in how he behaved towards me. So I was able to overlook a lot of things, not make excuses for, but understanding it. And I swear to God, his relationship with me was what made me the social worker that I am today. Because I've always wanted to know why things were as they were. And um, because of my relationship with my aunt, learning their family history and learning the things that they went through when they were growing up, it gave me the perspective to understand him but also forgive him. And then there was this bond that he and I shared that... It didn't feel like he shared with any of his other kids. And I was made to feel guilty for many, many years because I got a piece of him that nobody else seemed to get. There was a piece of him that he gave me that my other siblings didn't get. And over the years, it's caused rifts in my families with some of my other siblings, but... In the moment that he passed, it provided me with the peace and comfort knowing that he really loved me in the way that he knew how. It wasn't all that valuable to me when he was doing it. Like, he really got on my nerves. But... um, Now looking back on it and understanding it, it provided me with the peace that I needed to heal and not be harmed by his passing. I'm sad and I'm sad that he's gone, but I'm sad that he's gone for the things that I used him for when he was alive. I know that sounds horrible, but it's true. I'm sad that I can't pick up the phone and say what up Charles or say whatever I would say to him um, that would make him laugh or um, I just hear him laughing when I think of him so I can't be upset that he's no longer here so I can't use him for the things that I use him for because that's selfish and I don't think that people when we're going through grief we really think about how selfish it is of us to want somebody to stay in physical form and they're living in emotional pain for us so when he died I was relieved I was relieved that I finally knew where he was. I was relieved that this was over and I could put him to rest. And I knew that he was no longer in any physical or emotional pain. So there's that. Also, you know what? I'm a true believer of matter. And all that is will be. So I know for a fact that my father is not gone He's just gone in a physical form because he makes me feel him. (laughs) I don't want to laugh. It sounds crazy. I'm the therapist, but it sounds nuts. But, I mean, he makes his presence known. And he was a pest. So I know that he wouldn't just leave. (laughs) 
he wouldn't leave willingly. So I know that his energy is still around me and that there are plenty of ways that he will make himself um, known to me. So there's that. Um, and what I know now more than anything before, especially where I am in life, is that we are granted life to produce. Some of that is just reproduction. Some of that is creating, whether that's music, this podcast, um, anything that we make out of passion, good food, a restaurant, whatever, crocheting, knitting, whatever you do to create. If you are not doing those things, and if you are not respectful of your purpose and your passion in life, life will leave you. I believe that as I stand here. My father was so talented. He's one of the smartest men I've ever, ever known. Um, quick story. When I graduated from school and I became a LMSW, which is Licensed Master Social Worker, which is the first license you get once you graduate. Once I got out of school, he had asked me to email him something. And on the end of my signature, it says Nikita Banks LMSW. And then he emailed me back and he's like, hey, what's those letters behind your name? And I knew he knew. So I was like, um, LMSW. And he's like, well, what is that? Like Licensed Master um, something? And I'm like, something? And he's like, he laughed. And he's like, social worker. And he's like, yeah. And he says, so, um, so about the DSM-5. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. So, you know, I see that they updated the DSM-4 um, to DSM-5. And I'm like, who knows this kind of stuff except for somebody who's either crazy, a psycho psychotherapist, a psychologist or something, or what? But that was my dad. Like, he knew what it was, and he was interested enough to, like, talk to me about stuff on my level. He got up 5 o'clock in the morning, and he read five newspapers. Like, he was just—there were so many awesome things about him. But the sickness got in the way, and it got in the way of a lot of um, who he could have been. Um, my grandfather told me, never give up on your dad. And I never did. And so um, there, were, there were these things that I know he could have done. And there were so many opportunities that he was given in life to be greater than he, what he was. And um, for whatever reason, he just couldn't get past his pain. And he couldn't get past um, what, he, what he was dealt the hand that he was dealt in life and passed his trauma. So when he couldn't do it anymore, he left. And he left me behind. But I am okay. And I am I'm I'm grateful to have had his love and I'm grateful to have had his understanding. And I'm grateful to have been able to say every single thing I wanted to say to him and answer and ask every question that I wanted to 
ask of him and to know that he was proud of me and my son and, um, you know, the little things that he did used to say to me about my siblings to know how he he cared. And he may not have always been around, but he did follow what they were going through and going um, what they were dealing with in life. He always kept tabs on us, which was interesting. But um, I wasn't sad, and I'm not sad. I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking about it right now. I'm not even crying. Like, I'm not sad that he's gone. I am sad that I can't call him. And to me, that's all grief is. Grief is not, if you trust and believe in a higher power, no matter what it is, then you know that we are just in this body for a a time, a season. And when our time is up, we leave it. And we're sent down here in a spiritual form with a purpose. And if we don't live in our purpose and we don't respect life on life's terms and we don't learn the lessons that we're going to learn, we sit and we st- we're stuck in remedial life. And I don't want to be in the 13th grade of life. I want to graduate. And I want to be successful and I want to be able to live in my passion and I want to know what that was. But, you know, as I say to my siblings um, or I've said to my younger sister, if all he was meant to do was accomplish us and to create us and give us life and the life that we create creates that thing, then he's done his job. And so we all are sent here with a job to do. And I don't mourn the passing of my father. Um, I miss him. Uh, I can still talk to him. And he's still around. I'm not going to say it wasn't hard for me. Um, I was in a fog for a little while. I wasn't sad. But there was a lot of like legal things that you have to do. And coming off of that money was not that easy for me. Um, Not that I, you know, I didn't worry about it. But, um, yeah, so that is kind of what I've been dealing with. And when he passed away, I I know I wrote, I had to really um, write myself a letter because I felt like I was just doing too well. I was like bugging out that I wasn't like grieving from it. So I wrote myself a letter. I'm going to read a, read it. Um, there will be typos. I will stutter. But just bear with me. If you've lost a parent or you lost a father and you feel the way that I feel about it, please feel free to hit me up. But... um. This is what I wrote. I wrote, with the recent passing of my father on Father's Day weekend, I have truly had to reflect on a number of themes in my life that I hope goes from my heart to yours. Family stuff is very difficult. Parent stuff is even harder. The things that pour into us and what they leave out can shape us for the better or for worse. 
During this past week, I've had to reflect on a few things, not only regarding the relationship with my father and what he instilled in me, but as well as the relationships with my surviving parent and my siblings. At first, when he passed, I got a little frustrated because the narrative I built in my mind was that I was all alone. Being the first child and being the first to be notified, I immediately focused on the needs of others, making haphazard notifications and attempting to be a holder of others' feelings, which in the end didn't work out so well for me. Being the favorite, I wrote in air quotes, well, real quotes because I wrote it, whatever. Um, and then I wrote, ha. Ha. <laughs> And the functional one, I took a lot on my shoulders, as my father expected. Then there were the hurt feelings of those who didn't get what they thought they were entitled to in the span of his life, and those who had lingering regrets regarding their last interactions with him. Like the super therapist I was, struggling to give everyone what they needed as I allowed them to grieve in their own way. And I was afraid to exhale. For me, it wasn't his death. I'm a strange animal when it comes to death. I'm detached from it. It's a biological function that is inevitable. You live, hopefully well, and then you die. If you see tears fall from my eyes, it's because I'm trying to cope with the aftermath of what's left behind. So there I was, navigating feelings like a landmine, hoping not to set off anyone's fragile emotions, knowing that if someone said or responded in a way that triggered my shit, it would be an automatic bomb of I don't give a fuckness that would ruin relationships and destroy feelings. Early on, a friend of mine asked me to focus on what I needed. And what I decided I needed was not to be the strongest one in the family, not to be the oldest responsible one. I needed to focus only on me. I made a decision that I would stop apologizing for getting the lion's share of my father's affection and being complete in his feelings towards me. I decided I would not long, well, well. I decided I would no longer feel guilty because I got the love that my sisters didn't from him over the years because of his warped distribution of emotions and my propensity for forgiveness and acceptance of my father as he was. I am free of begging him to do better and pushing him to engage with other children. And I'm at peace because in life as in death, I was there. I would have, it would have been nice to have my father a little longer and I hear his voice in his head when I have a plan he would disapprove of and how he hated to hear me criticize myself. So, and I'm congested, but I'm also crying a little. Um, My father died. And that's part of why I've been absent. But I'm actually okay with it. So I totally had to take a break so that I could 
blow my nose. Um, legit, I'm coming down with a cold. The seasons are changing here in New York. But um, I got emotional reading that because I know where I was when I wrote it. I just felt numb and I couldn't, um, I couldn't put my finger on what I was feeling and how I was feeling. This show is completely personal to me because I know that my siblings are going to hear it. And I know that um, they follow me on social media, so they may get what um, I'm putting down. But um, I don't want to have to worry about anybody else's feelings anymore. I want to be selfish in my grieving process. I want to be selfish in my memories of my father. I want to be selfish in um, the fact that he's gone and I'm going to miss calling him to do the things, the laundry list of things that I used to make him do. Um, and I don't feel guilty that he didn't do it for them anymore. Um, I feel like with his death, I was free of that guilt that I used to feel of trying to get him to do things differently with them. And this is going to sound callous or um, like I don't care about them and their feelings, but I just feel like I'm released from caring about their interactions with their father because we all got the chance that I had to reconcile and um, make things good with him and make things right and call him up and tell him F him and call him up and let him know how he messed up our lives and how he didn't do things right and how he could have been there more. I mean, we all had that opportunity because we they, they got the same years that I got. Some of them got less because they're younger than me, but we all had, we all had these same 10 years as an as an adult in these last 10 years. And I know for a fact that he's reached out to almost every last one of them. And so I wish them peace. Um but I'm at peace with this situation. And so if there's anybody listening who lost a parent or a loved one or someone who they are not sad for and they are not grieving for, um, send me an email to blackintherapy at gmail.com. If you listen to this show and it touched you in any kind of way, send me an email. Uh, you can subscribe to our shows on com. Did I say that a minute ago? I'm not even going to edit this show. I'm just going to leave things just the way it is. Mistakes and all. At blackandtherapy at gmail.com is where you can reach us and email us. You can sign up to our mailing list at blackintherapy.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at blackintherapy. And um, you can also subscribe on SoundCloud, like, uh, whatever. 
So yeah, this is my show. And um, I'm gonna miss my old man. Oh, he got on my nerves. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Be well.